Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, October 15th, 2021. I'm one of your host, Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Joining me is Game Onesis, a.k.a. Janet Garcia. Yo, what's good? Uh, I'll tell you what's good. I got a bunch of Ricola <laughs> that I'm just chilling with. I got my desk is a mess right now because it is just wrappers uh, of cough drops, cough drop wrappers, not like the rappers that sing songs. It's just a bunch of cough drop wrappers. This is what my week has been, Janet. Oh, glamorous. <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been awesome, but it is like cold. I got COVID tested just in case, and I got it came back negative. Uh, like Yay. I said, I was I was telling you before this that a few weeks ago I went to Houston over over uh, one of my weekends to hang out with the nephews. One of the nephews was sneezing and coughing the whole time, and now I'm convinced that it is that little kid's fault that I am sick. And I talked about it uh, uh, the other episode that I'm thinking about giving that kid Nintendo Switch, and I was joking about how I'm not going to give him the Joy Cons, and now I might just not give him the Joy Cons because he got me sick. Oh, just the, the just the slap, just, a, just a slap. I'm just gonna hand him a screen and, and, and be like, "Go crazy, have fun." Start How about make it really kid. weird? Just Start the screen and just the N64 controller that they came out with. Just the N64 controller, and then the the That's original cool. dock, not the new dock. <laughs> be like, have fun, oh, kid. Play some play some Mario Kart 64. Right. But I, am, I, it out. I am feeling better than I was yesterday. Yesterday I was on Games Daily, and my like before before games day my voice is at a decent place and as soon as it started my voice just went shot like i i, I could not talk uh i am feeling somewhat better than yesterday but i still have that that slight cold so i'm hanging in there um and i'm very excited to talk about some video game news because we got some good things to talk about today but janet before we get into it how are you doing i'm doing pretty good i'm a little bit tired but i'm gonna power i'm like tired and wired is how i described it right before i went live where I'm I'm tired in that I went to bed at like a normal time for me, which is like 12 or one. And then I got up at like 630 and immediately like booted up my desk. And then I was like, all right, Animal Crossing time. And I was like making predictions. And then I watched the stream and then I talked afterward. Then I was like digging into all the details because it went by really fast. And then literally that's it. I showered. I came here and like it. So it's just been this big chunk of a day, but it's all worth it to get to that mid afternoon nap that I'm gunning for. Oh so God. I'm excited to be here and to, I have so much to say about Animal Crossing and Nintendo's choices on how they do their online infrastructure. Well, Janet, let's talk about it because today's stories include Animal Crossing's final free update, Nintendo Switch Online's expansion price, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games daily. Uh, remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames or bronze members or above, get to write in. And silver members or above, get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily 
post show. Housekeeping for you, there's a new episode of The Blessing Show up right now. It's 10 minutes of time loop talk uh, where I go through each of the big time loop games that have released this year and I determine which is definitively the best. We talk about 12 minutes, I talk about Deathloop, talk about Returnal. Uh, and Kevin, if you have a second, if you can pull up the trailer, because I did put up a trailer uh, oh, uh, on yeah. YouTube as uh, the, the episode went uh, went up. Or I put up a trailer on my Twitter. not great on this. Oh, oh yeah, I probably should. I sh probably should have warned you as I was getting into it, but you know, no, it's it, just it my keyboard isn't working. Oh, and I did don't you put it? Why did you stop, try putting it out stop, in the sun? Not, not the right moment to make jokes. <laughs> I'm just saying it's solar powered. Nah, so it's not working. It, no, it isn't. That keyboard died a long time ago. I had it for like seven years. Uh, had it in the There's dark too much long, sun. Huh? Oh my god, why? Not enough sun. Not enough sun on that keyboard. You gotta find uh, that right in between. Kevin, as you're pulling that up, I'll let people know that in case they missed it, the first episode oh of The God. Arkham Files with Barrett premiered uh, a few days ago on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, the first episode is all about how Batman Arkham Asylum is still a masterclass in game design to this day. Uh, episode two premieres this Monday, October 18th, and it's all about how Arkham City truly makes you feel <laughs> like the Batman. And to celebrate Arkham City's 10th anniversary on the 18th, Barrett and Mike are streaming the entire game all day, starting after Games Daily right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, Kevin, were you able to, to pull it up? You know, you want to be shocked that, the, like, hold on, I, I'm so close. The, the keyboard <laughs> is just, it is connected, but like certain key commands refuse to work. So that's okay. exciting, you know? Okay. Let's I got it. Window, now I'm here. I'm here. Let, this, let the sun peer through. Just uh, windows thing. open. I hate you so much. I will kill you. I will kill <laughs> I you. I'm waiting for that. Returnal day. is the best uh, time loop game of the year. There you go. It's not Give only the most addicting and visually stunning time loop game. I, yeah, I have plenty of satisfaction knowing that. The way its narrative Greg setup adapts to its role like structure allows for an eerie space horror thriller that is so close to being one of my dreams. Returnal is a tool to drive one is so close. Madness. And it's in repeated loops that her madness. Wait, this is cool. I really like. Um, I like that you made so this video because video. the Returnal's whole time loop thing. I think has been. The there's like so many examples now to look back on. So I think it's really fun to kind of theme them in the year. Loop is the best time loop game of the year. Oh. The Forgotten City is the best time loop game of the year. Welcome to the Blessing Show, where I break down what's up. So let's talk about what's up with time loops. I've been I've been teasing this episode uh, through the, through the last couple of weeks as being a very loopy episode, uh, and th there's some hints why, right? You got in that Returnal video. So if you want to check out game of what year. that is all about, of course, YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. The latest episode of the Blessing Show is up uh, over there and on the Blessing Show playlist, and every everywhere you can find the Blessing Show, the episode is available. Uh, so go check that one out. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Pranksy and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Purple Mattress, Demon Slayer, and Raycon, but. We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, Janet, oh like you said earlier, you woke up early to check out that Animal Crossing Nintendo Direct. Uh, and from Twitter, just from seeing all the tweets, people are very excited about this one. People are very happy about this one. They talked about a lot of, a lot of different things coming to the game. Janet, when I was putting together this doc, I went to Fanbyte. They had a pretty good roundup. I added, it to the, I added it to the doc, and then I got a slack from you. And you were like, hey, I got to go in there and just do this myself because I got a lot of stuff that I want to dive into. Yes. So, Janet, I'm going to take this basketball. I'm going to pass it to you. I'm going to do a, a, a Steve Nash behind the back pass to you. Uh, Janet, take it away. What's up with this Animal Crossing update? Yeah, so I, I'm really just going to break it down chronologically for y'all. Uh, try to be as succinct as possible while also not talking at lightning speed because there's a lot of stuff. Uh, first off, Froggy Chair is back. And this update was so massive that they didn't even 
verbally say like and we have the frog chair like they just had it in the background that's how big the update was and for those who don't know like froggy chair is like a classic item that long and longtime fans have been like asking where's froggy chair why isn't that there um and i think that really just speaks to how much was in here but let's break it down brewster of course is the known quantity they opened with that and they're like hey get some coffee turn bells for a cup you might see some residents there. You can use Amiibo to get more people in there. Maybe they'll invite some of their friends and you can drink coffee with your friends. Boom, that's done out of the way. Then they showed Captain's boat tour. It's a thousand miles uh, for like a, a ride or a ticket or whatever. Uh, he sings you a song and then takes you to a special mystery island that only he can take you to. And that island has different times of day, seasons, general resources that you can't usually find. Then they're like, Harv's Island, that gets an update. You know how y'all are like, what are we doing at Harv's Island? We're just taking pictures. It's kind of weird. Not anymore. There's a plaza. There are shops. You can donate to get more shops. Um, they showed off some people like Sahara and Kick setting up shops at a certain point. Uh, Katrina is also there, which is huge because um, she does like your fortune for the day. And she's been in previous games before. Um, recent, is it, I think it's Cyrus or Cirrus or whoever, like those two characters. You can customize furniture that you can't customize on your own. Now, I don't know if that means you can literally customize every single thing in the game now, or if it's just like a limited set, but you can customize stuff you normally could not customize, which is a really big deal. Uh, Harriet's there and can give you new haircuts and that like, you know, unlocks those haircuts at your, your mirror or whatever. Uh, Tortimer's there, but they didn't really show too much of like what Tortimer's role is. Now, Ordinances Jane, I, is our back. Yes. If I can interrupt you, because as somebody who doesn't play Animal Crossing, you said a lot of names there. And yes. what I'm gathering, each of these names you're, you're naming, are these folks from previous Animal Crossing games that bring in new mechanics into Animal Crossing New Horizons? So, have you, did you play New Horizons? I played like five hours of it and I fell okay. off. What? That's, okay, that's like the shortest amount of time I've ever heard anyone say that they played, but then not like, it's either like 500 or like not at all. But Sahara and Kicks already exist on the island. They're visiting characters. Um, a visiting character in New Horizons just means that they like randomly will show up like some days mm. um, versus like, Katrina is like returning from like an older game that like we didn't have currently, you know, recent Cyrus or Cirrus or however you pronounce it already characters like there. You remember there from like the wedding seasonal event and things like that. So this is really just like giving you more to do more ways to shop. I don't know if Sahara and Kicks will always have a stand there because then that would be maybe like a bit of a of an update since usually you have to wait for Sahara to show up. A Sahara show, sells like rugs and wallpaper that you can't normally get like fancy looking ones. Um, Kick sells like a bunch of shoes, things like that. But so some of it is like characters we already know just having a different role in the game. And then some of it is like people coming in that we haven't seen before, at least in New Horizons. But if you've been a longtime fan, you recognize some things. For me, I'm a new a new fan, but I do know a lot about the old stuff just from talking to people in the community and, and doing my own research. But yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, so what, what are the things? I know there's a lot more to get into, but like, what are the things that made people pop? Cause I saw quite a few people and it seemed like there were quite a few things that made people on Twitter go crazy. I think the number one, and then, you know, this is broken down from free update and paid updates. So just talking about the free update, I would say the big things that popped were the um, froggy chair, because that's like, even though it's like the smallest thing, but it's kind of like a big deal for longtime fans. I think the um, quality of life updates, the ordinances, um the cooking the basically all the stuff that attached to the nook miles extra stuff you get like you can cook you can do more with decorating you can have more bridges and inclines you can put like ladders on to get ledges and stuff like that you can the camera can now be first person like i think those elements are probably the biggest things um with like secondary stuff being like oh more hairstyles more reactions um but yeah those would be like the main points gotcha gotcha okay what, what else do they have in there 
Okay, there's like a lot of stuff. Ordinances are back. This is huge. So ordinances, I believe, are at least were in New Leaf. I don't know if they trace back earlier than that, but basically it's like a law you can set in place on your town slash island. So they highlight like the early board ordinance and describe it as like you can say, hey, I want to place the early board ordinance in place. And then all residents will wake up at an earlier time and be active earlier. This I don't know if that also means the stores will be open earlier, because I know in older games you could have like Night Owl or like whatever they called it then. And it would be like your stores would stay open later. So it was a really cool way to like cater the game to how you play something like Beautiful Island, I'm assuming is like Beautiful Town where you don't get weeds ever. So if you're like, I don't want to go back because I'm worried there'll be weeds. There's just no weeds like stuff like that, which is a big deal. That was on my list of things I want to see Um, some small stuff, new home updates from Tom Nook. So you get more exterior options. Your storage can be expanded up to three more times, going up to 5,000 from 2,400. Um, and then the really big thing, I think, is the Nook Mile stuff that I mentioned. So that means cooking. You can now cook. There's going to be, you know, tomatoes and wheat and sugarcane and potatoes and carrots and stuff that you can grow. And you can make stuff like veggie sandwiches and like soups and pizzas and stuff like that's getting wild. You can do pro decorating. Um, these are things you can buy from the Nook Miles kiosks, like little recipe cards you like learn where you're like, I have this skill. So pro decorating lets you put lighting and shelves from the ceiling instead of just on the walls. You can now do accent walls where one wall can have one wallpaper and the other ones have a different wallpaper. You can have there are nine fences types like added in, including um, frozen fencing, which is one of the favorite ones that I saw. You can now also customize the fences with different colors. Pro camera app, you can do like handheld first person camera mode. So it's kind of like um, it's like the their version of photo mode, sort of. It's still like moving, so it's not as you know, good and and customizable as a real photo mode. But then you can set it up as a tripod and like take a picture with the villagers. Hopefully that makes them stand still when you're trying to take a damn picture with them. I don't know if it does. You can do some custom design pattern stuff um, where you can get patterns from like the Able Sisters. You can also download them from the the shop. And now you can those ones you got from the Able Sisters, you can now wear as clothes as well. Um, But the big thing they mentioned here was that you can also use them as wallpaper and flooring. Now, my big question is, does this apply to all custom designs? Because if so, that means you can inherently make custom wallpaper and flooring if they apply it to all designs and not just the Able Sisters ones. I'm not sure. They didn't really specify uh, 11 new hairstyles, counting the Harriet ones, 11 new reactions. Uh, Island 101 is now an app. If you're a beginner, if you're like, oh, my God, this is overwhelming me, but I want to jump in. They have something for you, which I think is why they put that in there, because it's like really basic stuff. I don't think there's going to be good tips for like longtime fans in that um, quality of life stuff. You got a storage shed. Instead of going back to your house to access your storage, you can just put a shed somewhere and then just, you know, go in there and and use your stuff that way. You can have an ABD ATM. So instead of going to um, resident services to get money out, you can activate it from the ATM. Uh, Why that's not an app on your phone, I don't understand, but Um, it's better um. than nothing. Uh, you can permanently place ladders on cliffs. This is a big, big deal because for me, a lot of my island design was around trying to just navigate the island that I designed. So I'm like, I got to put the incline here and then I have to walk for like how many, however many feet to get to the next incline to get down because I don't want to use my ladder. Now you can just get a DIY from Nook's Cranny and place the ladders all over. And that's just done. Um, you can also now slide through tight spaces in your house, like around the whole way, which at first when I saw this, I was like, Okay, like who cares? But I realized what the looking back on it when I rewatched it, that means you can slide in between like a sofa and a coffee table and sit down, which is a big deal because before it'd be like, oh, well, if I put my coffee table by my sofa, 
and there's no space for me to sit down, then I can't actually use what I'm placing. So then I would have to put my coffee table like freaking three feet away from me and it looked ugly as all hell. And now I don't have to do that anymore. Uh, KK is having 12 new songs. Um, I never know how to say this. Gyroids are back. Yeah, gyroids are back. You get fragments and you can put them in the ground and you can water them and they make weird sounds and they are like cute little things and they can be customized. And then um, other stuff, more furniture and nooks cranny, including things that have never been seen before. Uh, villagers you can invite. They can invite you to their home and they can show up in your house. Uh, there's also stuff that we haven't, they haven't talked about that we'll see. I don't know what that stuff is, but they alluded to that. And the big thing at the end is this is the last free content update for Animal Crossing New Horizons, and it comes out on November 5th. And so, that's it for, like, the free stuff. Yeah, so before we even get into the, the paid stuff, let's focus on the free stuff for a second. They called this Animal Crossing New Horizons update 2.0. One, do, like, do, how do you feel about it overall? Is this a great update? Is this a great 2.0 update? Janet, like, where are you at with it? Yeah, I think it's a fantastic 2.0 update, but I will say it was a little bit of a punch in the face to be told, like, to get this awesome update that the community has been asking for. And then they're like, here you go. It's amazing. I mean, again, I just read off a bunch of stuff. And I know if you're not in Animal Crossing, you're like, I don't really care. But if you are, that's like really important and interesting information. But then it's like, oh, this is the end. And I, I'm kind of disappointed mm -hmm. by that in the sense that I thought this was going to be the beginning of like a long-term relationship with this game that the developer would form with the community. And it's not, at least for the free content. Um, the paid stuff I'm also really excited about and we'll, we'll get to that next, but that was a little bit of a gut punch because I kind of felt like, oh, this is gonna be, you know, 2.0 on the road to, you know, a whole season of things. And maybe there still will be, but it, if so, it won't be free. Mm -hmm. So, uh... I'm I'm kind of with you in a, in a sense where I'm surprised that this is the quote unquote final update, uh, and you know Nintendo's never really doubled or tripled down on the idea of doing something that is a games as a service or a live service game, right? Animal Crossing feels like it would fit that the most out of so many of their franchises, uh, and so seeing that they're like, cool, let's let's do this 2.0 update, let's give all this shit, and then boom, we're gonna cut it off there. Strikes me as very interesting. Uh, and I guess this is where we should probably pick up with the the paid DLC. Do you want to talk to me about what Happy Home Paradise is all about? Yeah, Happy Home Paradise. It is essentially like Happy Home Designer, but now like the island version. So mm. essentially, it's it's paid DLC. Uh, just to get that out of the way, it comes out November fifth. So at the same time as the free DLC, it's twenty four ninety nine or via the Nintendo Switch Online like plus bundle. But we'll talk about that later in the show and and what that decision is like but essentially here's how it works you'll you're basically a resort developer designing vacation homes for um villagers like these different animals um your goal is to help these characters acquire their dream vacation homes so again it's very happy home designer they'll say stuff like oh i really want it to be like a, you know naturey or whatever the hell the, the requests mm. are so this is the process you like you know link up with whoever you're working with you select the home and um the like island area so like What's cool about this is they have different types of island environments, including one that's desert, which hasn't, you know, been seen before, at least in this game. So that's kind of cool. You go inside, you place designated furniture, like they'll give you like three boxes of things like you got to put that in there. And then everything else is up to you. They do flag recommended furniture to you as well. Uh, you can decorate the yard. When you do the, the yard stuff, you're basically like a god. You can put down a tree and like the fencing and the, the, the path work like really easily, which is something a lot of people kind of wanted in the main game. Though That's always a little bit up for debate on like how much do you want to work and how much do you want to just be easy to do things um but the big deal here is that you can as you play this dlc you can acquire various design techniques 
And these allow you to do things like make the rooms larger, put partitions, put counters at different heights, pillars, uh, different color lighting. So like if you have those bougie like RGB lights in your room where you can change the color, it's like that. Soundscapes. And then the option of polish furniture to give it like interesting attributes. Like you can like polish a like a, a box with a bunch of plants in it and then it sparkles or there's like butterflies by the flowers and things. Um, and then you get paid for that work in a currency specific to that kind of vacation home area where you can buy stuff that either isn't on your island at all or is just hard to find on your island, like different items. Um, you can go back and remodel the homes later. You can get clients to room together at certain points. Uh, you can also design facilities, which is a big deal. So things like schools, hospitals, restaurants. Apparently this place is just full of a bunch of vacant buildings. Don't you think about it you know, too much on mm -hmm. that front. Uh, you can submit like your photos online and like visit other people's like designs and stuff. You can use Amiibo cards to like decorate stuff people's places including isabel and other visiting characters homes and then lastly the really big deal thing to me with this is you can have things carry over into the main game so like the items you buy you can take with you to your main island uh the design techniques you learn in the dlc you can use on your island which means you can basically have a really you can grind to learn how to make a really badass beautiful house you can also gift resident stuff from like this island store and if you do they're like oh maybe i want like a vacation home now and then um after that if you design a certain number of homes you can suggest home remodels to your residents meaning you can finally fix these ugly homes because uh they some of them look really bad so yeah that's the entirety of the update does does this update give you hope for the future of animal crossing because we just talked about how the Free update stuff is going to be the final free update for Animal Crossing. It's Animal Crossing New Horizons 2.0. Uh, do, does this make you excited for what the future of paid updates is going to be for the game? Yes, if there is a future. I don't really know. And I don't think they were really like super clear in the presentation whether or not they're going to have more paid DLC. Um, at the same time, I think without... With a game like this, without something like just, I don't know, a season pass type structure, I think it's it might be a lot to ask. Um to have people keep buying updates people and i are saying the final major updates so i don't know if that means like that this is the end mm -hmm. um i will say this is nicer than i think a standalone game like they could have sold this as a standalone game and i also would have bought it but i think it's at 25 bucks it's a pretty sizable update that also gives you stuff that's meaningful in your actual island that has a lot of elements of what people liked in happy home designer i wish it was a little bit more integrated i think with like some of these updates i would love to have seen in the main game just inherently but i think it's kind of a good compromise to have elements of that um so yeah i i'm really excited about it i think this direct was absolutely incredible again i know that if you don't get right animal crossing this is just like a lot of phrases that you haven't heard before but if you do like it's highly meaningful and i think it had a lot of it just had a lot packed into it and i was blown away because this was a 20 minute presentation and they flew through it like they flew it through it so fast i didn't even catch all the details until i went back and like noticed a couple extra things and then also they didn't even um go over everything technically because they're like oh there's some stuff that we didn't even talk about like i have friends that are screenshotting and posting on twitter little details they're noticing behind the scenes and stuff so um yeah it's got it's got definitely a lot to it and i'm, I'm really excited to play this um i don't think animal crossing will ever be what I want it to be and what a lot of fans want it to be, which is this really amazing, ongoing, very live servicey game. Yeah. But it's better than nothing, which is what we had before. And not only is it better than nothing, but I think it's a very respectable update. I kind of describe this as like, from this, I'm very happy, but I'm sort of retroactively salty that like we didn't get maybe more sooner or it rolled out differently. It's still not what I want for the entirety of like the game and the idea of how the franchise is moving, but it is 
going to make for a really dope November 5th and end of year and beginning of next year. And I think there's a whole lot of content and gameplay to dig into here. Yeah, it's been awesome from the outside looking in, right? Again, like I'm somebody who who doesn't really care about Animal Crossing all that much, but seeing the responses to the Nintendo Direct would makes me think of, oh man, this must be how people who might not be into Smash or into like Kingdom Hearts or or whatever the the, the big Smash announcement is, right? Like I'm seeing the, a similar level of hype of people going, oh my god, they're doing it. Oh my god, they're adding in X, Y, and Z thing. And like it's funny because Animal Crossing X, Y, and Z thing mean, means accent walls in in homes but you know it's, it's awesome to see that level of excitement and hype for uh for this thing now all all of this animal crossing stuff specifically the paid dlc update feeds into story number two which is about the switch online expansion pass we got prices i'm pulling from shame gartenberg um uh, at the verge who writes nintendo has announced the price and release for its upcoming nintendo switch online plus expansion pack subscription tier which adds nintendo 64 games sega genesis games and bundled access to the new paid animal crossing new horizons happy home paradise dlc It'll cost $49.99 per year uh, for an individual subscription or $79.99 for a shared family membership. The service will officially launch on October 25th. Those prices are a big jump from the regular Switch Online subscription, which costs $19.99 per year for a single membership or $34.99 per year for a family subscription. Today's pricing announcement included a news that the premium subscription service would also bring bundled access to the new paid Animal Crossing New Horizons DLC, which is set to cost $24.99 on its own. At launch, the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack service will include several of the most popular N64 games, including Super Mario 64, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, and Mario Kart 64. Additional titles are also planned for the future, like Banjo-Kazooie, Pokemon Snap, The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, and Paper Mario. Janet, how do you feel about these prices? Is this too much for the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass? Yeah, fuck this. I think these prices absolutely suck. I think how they're approaching their infrastructure is absolutely insane and highly upsetting. Uh, it's almost insulting, I think, at this point. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I have... Very little nice to say about it. Um, I'll try to be succinct here because I could I could go off on this for a while. Um, first of all, I think it's really interesting that they have the DLC included in here. Uh, on one hand, I do think, to their credit, it did make someone like me who was like, I'm not going to pay extra money to, to not play N64 and Sega Genesis games. That's stupid. I'm not going to do that personally. If you want to do that, if you're like, oh my god, Ocarina of Time. And like, this is no shade to Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time. But also... <laughs> And I know I can like I got to I got to reel it in because I can go off on this to have N N64 games, including Mario 64. Oh, I'm sorry. The game you already sold me that you pulled from your store is now available to rent forever. Fuck that. And fuck you, to be honest. Frankly, I'm, I'm annoyed at it. And j the thing is, with the DLC thing, I do think it's smart in the sense that it got someone like me who was like, I'm not going to get this thing to say, wait a minute. Let me look at it. Let's do some math. And I think that is the appeal there for sure because it got someone like me to pay attention to it for a second but after just quickly doing some mental math and thinking about what i get i'm just like okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get this still i'll just get the dlc separate and this will exist but mm. yeah i mean i think it's it is a lot of money and this is not to say that those are not fantastic games i think majora's mask paper mario like i would love to play those games on my switch again i don't feel like paying the extra money to do it and i know people you know and i already see in the chat like oh it's only like four dollars a month like that's great like it's not about it being 
oh, it's so like it's not that it, it's not that the money is so much money, especially in gaming where things cost a lot. You know, I pay way more for PS Plus and Game Pass Ultimate and a bunch of other things. Uh, and I'm even okay playing paying for stuff I don't end up using because I think Game Pass is the gym membership for gamers. Where like it's great if you're using it, but if you're not, you're kind of paying the money every month. But like it's nice to have, you know. And I I can be okay with that. But for Nintendo to have one of the worst and most underutilized online infrastructures and to finally charge for it and then to give you these games at a cadence of no regularity that are old as all hell. No other service, you know, I know other service does this because it's not appealing. Like it just mm. isn't. And again, I know people are gonna be like, I like it. I'm excited for someone like me who grew up. With you can say whatever you're going to say. Like if any other company did this, they wouldn't be able to do this. And not only is Nintendo behind, but I think their methodology is just so inherently ass backwards that it frankly makes me embarrassed to be a fan of this company because you guys keep doing stuff like this and it's just so dated and bad like i don't know how anyone could and the only the only argument i see against it is well it's not that much money i'll pay more money if you give me a good service i'll pay ten dollars twenty dollars a month if you give me something compelling because that's what i'm paying already that's already the standard not you telling me to feel grateful because i'm not paying more for something that is a subpar service to begin with so what if it's cheap? That doesn't make it a good service. I can pay like, you know, $4 for a sandwich. And if the sandwich tastes bad, I'm not like, what's, what's $4? What'd you expect? Like, F that attitude. That's, I think that's BS. But anyway, what so, do you think about it? I mean, I, 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 I'll tell you how, uh, how, what I think about it. But I'm also going to pull from Patreon because a lot of people had a lot to say about this. Uh, uh, people wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. I'm going to start with the nanobiologist who wrote in with a question regarding this. Uh, nanobiologist writes in and says, hey, y'all, there was a lot of awesome content coming to uh, or yeah, there was a lot of awesome content coming to Animal Crossing, but one thing stood out to me. This DLC is being added to the upgraded Nintendo Online service. Is this the beginning of Nintendo expanding DLC on their games with this new payment model? Uh, is this the beginning of Nintendo starting their own style of Game Pass that is for DLC for their games? Or am I being too hopeful of this uh, weird Nintendo decision? Thanks, the nanobiologist. Uh, and I wanted to start there because I wanted to like make sure that we're clear on this. And the answer is no, right? Like the, that, I think that is the thing that at least the thing that frustrates me and I think frustrates a lot of people about the Nintendo Switch online services is just that it's very inconsistent with what it offers. It very much feels like a almost like a fruit basket of uh, of offerings for an online service where when I go to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, for example, I know I'm getting online. I know I'm getting games with gold. I know I'm getting the games Game Pass catalog. And they've done Xbox has done such a good job of building up that. Uh, expectation and building up, hey, I know that I'm going to get a good cadence of new games coming to this platform. I know I'm going to get every single first-party Xbox game coming to this platform. I know I'm going to get X, Y, and Z. I know I'm going to get EA Play with this as well, right? You have a level of expectation uh, that is set there. PS Plus has a similar thing. You know you're getting online, you know, and you know you're getting good online. You know you're getting uh, PS Plus games, and PlayStation, I think, has done a good job of setting the expectations for what you can expect from a PS Plus game, right? Like, this year especially has had a fairly good PS Plus output um, from games that are old games to games that are new games, right? Operation Tango came out on there, Maquette came out on there, um, uh, Destruction All-Stars, and of course, these games are varying in quality, but the thing, that, the, the thing is, those are still 
new games that if whether they're a eight out of 10 or a six out of 10 at the very least is something to expect. And I think PS plus over the last decade has done a really good job of cementing itself as something that you can rely on be and be confident in uh, Nintendo switch online. Hasn't done that. I think that's where the frustration lies where just because the animal crossing update is a part of the of Nintendo switch online, that doesn't mean that the next deal, the next big DLC pack for the next big Nintendo game is going to be on there either. And what is that even going to be, right? Like, like it, for Pokemon Legends Arceus, maybe that has has DLC, but I have no expectation that that DLC comes to Nintendo Switch Online, and I don't even I don't even have the the expectation that I'm going to fall in love with that game as well, right? Like, there's not really there's not really a bunch of Animal Crossings over the horizon that I can look to, no pun intended, that I can look to and go. <laughs> oh, these are all going to have big DLC packs that come after them that are going to be added into the service because Nintendo historically hasn't done an amazing job of post-launch updates, period, right? And so the, the, I, I don't have that, first and foremost. Um, when I do look at the benefits of Nintendo Switch Online, removing, removing the new stuff that they're adding for the $40 version, looking at the $20 Nintendo Switch Online, I think there's goodness there. The online isn't fantastic you know like I, I still have disconnects depending on what multiplayer game i'm playing especially in mario kart 8 deluxe i still have those those switch online errors um overall like the the connectivity stuff isn't as great as as in other platforms the nes online and snes online i think are pretty decent and have gotten awesome as they've added in way more stuff on there. And I think those have done a good job of building in that, hey, like this is something that you feel comfortable paying for because I'll tell you like I, it's, it's, it's that similar thing to Game Pass for me where I don't often go back and play the NES online and SNES online games, but I like the fact that they're there. I like the fact that I have that option and I'm willing to pay the amount of money that Switch online base costs for that plus online, plus the Tetris 99s, plus the Mario 35s and all that stuff. The jump to 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 forty bucks, uh, and I need to double check to make sure I got that price right because it might be more than that. The, the jump to fifty bucks actually because it's forty nine ninety nine, uh, or eighty bucks for the shared family membership. That feels so egregious, just given what is included in that expansion pass. Because you're talking like you're paying eight like eighty dollars a year on the family plan, and which has up to eight people. Again, like it is course. cheap, but and if you have if you, have if you don't play friends. Animal Crossing, you're telling me because what is the jump? Is that you said it's a forty dollar jump or a fifty dollar jump from like each one it's like what it's, is it? it's like kind of funny.com slash you're wrong I, I believe it is twenty dollars for the base nintendo switch uh online membership and it's fifty dollars for and then we're talking about for for the single membership not the family one i think it's twenty dollars to thirty dollars or to, to fifty dollars which is a thirty dollar increase kind of funny.com slash you're wrong once again yeah, and then 45 for the family so it's like so really if you're not an animal crossing player you're paying 45 dollars for the n64 and the sega genesis some of the games some mm. of the games yeah and maybe for in, more later maybe what are they? We don't know. We're not going to yeah. tell you. I don't know. And I, and I, and I can, and I'll speak to the single one. Cause I don't have the family membership. I don't have that many. I don't have enough friends to like come together and be like, yo, let's, let's figure out the math on this and split this eight ways for I our Nintendo probably, Switch online membership. We should talk. Maybe I'll just, I could add you probably to my family plan. We don't have to literally be family. Yeah. We'll talk, we'll talk about it. Maybe, maybe that, maybe that is the move, but um, talking about the single membership alone, right? That is a ridiculous jump for uh, N64 online plus Sega Genesis online plus Animal Crossing DLC. That is not worth that jump. Uh, and I'm, I'm, t I'm speaking as somebody who loves N64 games. And I am going to pay the amount because I do want to play those N64 games. And I did buy the N64 controller. I'm somebody who is in because I am a super fan and, you know, I am devoted to playing those games. That is crazy uh, 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 to have that kind of jump. Um, and, like, I wasn't upset at the expansion pack in the, like, from the get-go, assuming that, oh, maybe it'll cost 
ten dollars more. Maybe it'll be five dollars more. Maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be incremental. The fact that it costs costs over double of what it originally costs, I don't under I don't understand how you look at that and go, oh yeah, this is like this is a reasonable price for for what we're offering. That said, I'm sure you can break it down in the way that. On PS, I love you all the time. We'll break it down in terms of PS Plus prices and go, hey, after a full year of PS Plus games, you are saving this amount of hundreds of dollars. I'm sure on the, on the Nintendo Switch Online side, you can do the same thing. Uh, you can probably go go through the N64 games that are being offered, plus the Animal Crossing DLC, plus the Sega Genesis games being offered, and argue there, there, that there is a deal there. But I don't... When it comes to a membership offering like this, for me, I look at something like this and I compare it to... I compare it to what um, one what you offered before, but then also what the competitors are doing. And I look at and I look at the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass, and I compare it to something like PS Plus and like Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, because these are you now are getting into comparative price territory, and it just not, it just doesn't compare in terms of what you're offering and how you've been delivering <laughs> compared to PS Plus and Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, so that's where I, that's where I stand with it. I think it's a bummer of a price point, um, and it's just way too high. It's also kind of but, weird that we got this news this way. Like, I think that's, I was surprised when they showed off the prices because I, and I, it does make sense because it'd be weird to mention that it was bundled in with the stuff without mentioning the prices. And since they're going to put up the DLC for pre-order, I think in a couple of days, they wanted to like let people know like, hey, you could also get it like through just upgrading your online plan. Like, I do think that makes sense, but I was just sort of surprised to see this info break in like an Animal Crossing Direct. Because again, it's not like, it just randomly became an Animal Crossing related thing. And I just <laughs> seen a little photo where it's like N64 plus Genesis plus Animal Crossing DLC. I'm like, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Why is this in yeah. here? But well, that's, I mean, that's I... where I get back into the fruit basket thing of for Nintendo Switch Online. I, I, and I think that might be my biggest issue is that it's just inconsistent in terms of what their sales pitch is, because it feel it like legitimately it feels like Nintendo in they're they're in they're in a boardroom and they're looking at each other and they're like what can we offer for the $50 version of this thing and they're like I don't know man we got a C4 uh we got Sega Genesis it's like all right where we get Sega Genesis from and somebody's like I don't know but we got it and then somebody and somebody else is like ah well there's the Animal Crossing DLC and they're just like pack it together I don't know maybe we'll have a Kirby thing later on that we'll put in there put in there too and it's like you gotta I I, I I don't like that methodology for for this thing. Um, and like you can have it, but to cost to to charge that much for it, I think is is the thing that that rubs me wrong rubs me the wrong way mainly. It's also weird because wouldn't you lose access to the DLC if you didn't have the if you ever got rid of the online plan? So then I feel like you're weirdly tethered to all this stuff. It's just weird. Like I'm not a fan of it, and I'm not going to get it. But um, I don't know. I mean, maybe there is a world where they make this in a way that I would get it. I'm not like above getting it or something. But we're not currently in that world. Um, so I don't know. We'll just see what they continue to do with it. I hope they make improvements um, to it. But I'm not optimistic that they will. But I do think we'll see other weird things added to this basket. The question is, at what point yeah. are they going to add stuff and then charge me more for the basket? Is there going to be like Nintendo Switch Online Premium Plus Plus? Like how many tiers are we going to make also? Because I was shocked when they were like N64. I was like, yeah. And then like, and we're charging extra. And I'm like, I think that's a little far for mm -hmm. what this is. But anyway, I want to pull in one more writing from uh, Borzin00 who writes in and says, good morning, blessing and Janet. 
Nintendo has gone mad with power. Today they announced that the expansion pass is going to cost an additional $30 a year to a nice normal price of $50 a year. Now, even if we ignore some of the Nintendo uh, weird Nintendo decisions that have been made regarding the online service, Smash's netcode, no constant release schedule for the Switch uh, virtual console games, not all saves are backed up, backed up to the cloud, etc. Uh, this price increase seems dot 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 excessive. With this, I have to ask, when will Nintendo st stop this nostalgia tax bullshit? From Switch Online Classic Games, NES Classic, and other nostalgia-bait products, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, and re-releases costing just a bit more, Nintendo has more recently added a premium to nostalgia. Now, Nintendo, in some sort of weird Squid Game homage, asks if we want to get slapped in the face again to eventually get some N64 games we desperately want to play on a modern console. Will Nintendo ever show some good faith that the premium we are paying for some nostalgia is worth it, or will Nintendo just forever be Nintendo? Thanks, Borzin. Zero zero, Janet. I guess the question, I, the question that I extrapolate from that question is, what is the price of nostalgia? I think it's whatever people are willing to pay. Ultimately, um, that's the short answer version. But I think, and here's my thing. I think there's a difference between be, being willing to pay something and it being worth it for you, and it being like a good deal. Um, you know, like. I have, and that's what I was like reaching for in the in the back if you're watching the video version. I have a physical copy of Super Mario 64. I probably bought this for like 60, 50 bucks at least, mm -hmm. maybe 70. It has the manual and everything inboxed. I have, you know, I'm the person that are, owns the Eon Gaming HDMI converters for both the GameCube and the N64. That's like what at least two or three, four hundred dollars total. I have the mini SNES console. I have this, you know, silly game and watch that I played literally like all of one time. Like I'm not. I'm not, and I don't think anyone's necessarily above, you know, digging into something for the sake of the nostalgia and you paying money for that um, of varying degrees of how much is it worth that, right? Like, is 60 to 50 bucks for Mario 64 in the modern era, 80 bucks, however I, whatever I spent, is that a good deal? That's up for debate. I mean, it depends on how much you like it and why, why you want it. So I think they can charge whatever they want, in a sense. Um, and there's a lot of love for these franchises. And, like... People are always desperate for ways to get it. Uh, Nintendo fans always joke about, oh, I bought like Super Mario Bros. 3 82 times. And we do that pretty happily, I would say, because we're, we love the game and we want to play it. But I think the issue for me, the sticking point for me, where it's like, well, if I'm such a Nintendo stand, wouldn't I, would I not be excited to do this? And the reason that I'm not is because you're just giving me another way to play it on a modern console, but I also don't like really own it. I can't pick and choose it. And there's no regular cadence. I think there's a lot of ways where I would be down for this and this could be a good deal because people have been clamoring for virtual console for forever like that's like such a demand um but this is to me not an enticing way to go about it um and i think simplifying it to like you know i've seen takes online of like oh it's like one dollar a piece for some of the greatest i'm like look man this obviously means more to you than it does to me and that kind of can be what it's gonna be but i just think if we're looking at this as a modern service rather than like piecemealed in a way that it's not purchasable um mm. i think it's hard to it surprises me that someone can look at this as what it is and not at least be a little bit critical of it even if they are excited to play n64 games like i'm not trying to like drag the n64 i also grew up very heavily on the n64 like yeah. i have i still have my n64 and i still play my n64 Does i'm the work? person that has the brawler si yeah i still play my n64 How? i have what do you mean? I have the Eon yeah. gaming adapter to plug it into an HDMI cable. I even have the uh, a controller called the Brawler 64, which is a modern. I wish I had it on me. A modernized uh, version of an N64 controller. It looks a lot like an Xbox controller in its layout. 
That is so um, impressive to you. My S6 so yeah, like, like I'm, I'm in it. And I would totally, and I bought the All-Star Collection. Like, I'm down to play these games on modern consoles, and I totally would. would. And I played Yoshi's Island on the online service because I already have it. But for me, I have the online service so I can play Splatoon and send letters in Animal Crossing. Like, I'm, you, you can't get me hyped on the idea of maybe playing an old Nintendo game because I've been doing that my whole life. Like, all I do is play old Nintendo games. Like, that's not new. And I think the way it's bundled is not as enticing as it could be even with the same concept. So that's that's sort of my point of frustration with the like, they'll pay it because it's N64. And I'm like, well, maybe some people will. Like, I personally won't. And I'll be interested to see what this looks like down the line. Because we've also seen Nintendo do ideas and then abandon them. That's why we don't have virtual mm. console anymore. So. Yeah, I, I think nostalgia gets a, a bad rap a lot of the time. And I don't think there's anything wrong with nostalgia. I think nostalgia is awesome. I love nostalgia. I lo I'm with you that I love the N64. N64 is my first console. And it means so much to me, right? And like, that's the library that... I probably have some of the most, most connection with in terms of I played so many N64 games and I know so many of those games uh, uh, like the back of my head, right? Like I, I <clears throat> excuse me, I love, love, love those games and I'm willing to show up and buy those games. I think the, the, the main issue here is the how Nintendo treats them, right? And I think the thing is, it, it reminds me of the, the, I think it's Breaking Bad, right? The Breaking Bad clip of he can't keep getting away with this, right? It is, you know, there is a there is a great way to do this. Just put the games on the digital store and let me buy those games and let me keep those games when I go on to the next console. But it's been console after console. That after would console be now. revolutionary. It's been console like, after console weep. now of having to rebuy these games, having to play these games in a way that I can't properly own them, have, having to pay a subscription price to play these games. And when I go, when the next Nintendo console comes out, the 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 um the the thing that's going to happen is I'm not like they're going to find a way to make me rebuy these games again, right? I bought uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars just last year, and I'm going to pay another, like, 30 bucks uh, a year to have access to Mario 64 and other N64 games, again, on this platform. It is ridiculous the, the, the way that uh, Nintendo treats these games, and I wish they would just... I wish they would... I wish they would just treat the games in a way that is... I don't know, man. Like, not even future looking. A way that is a way that is modern. A way that like uh, other companies are treating their like. PS5 has backwards compatibility with PS4 games, and we and I, we still get on them for not having backwards compatibility with PS3, PS2, and PS1. But like at the very least, at least I can play my PS4 games on there, right? Xbox is doing a, a, a such a fantastic job of keeping their games relevant and keeping their and and uh, keeping their games uh, living from platform to platform. The fact that Nintendo finds a way every single generation to make me rebuy Mario, it's like, come on, bro, what are we doing here? What are we doing here, Janet? We're buying Mario. Nintendo Switch Online isn't a great deal but you know what is a great deal patreon.com slash kind of funny games where people can go and they can get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors this episode is brought to you by purple mattress picture this you're in bed ready for a good night's sleep it's hot you're sweaty your neighbors are causing a ruckus so are the cicadas who emerge from the ground after 17 years of getting ready to mate scream and die it sounds peaceful right wrong unless you add a purple mattress into that equation that's because only purple mattresses have the grid a fancy ventilated design that lets air flow through to keep you cool it's also super comfy supporting your back and legs but cushioning you in all the 
right places. I can attest to this. I absolutely love uh, the purple the grid pillow that I have, and it is so perfectly cool. I never need to flip it because it's both sides. It's always cool. It's always making me feel good. Purple is comfort reinvented. Right now, you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. You go to purple.com slash kind of funny 10. Use the promo code kind of funny 10. That's purple.com slash kind of funny 10. Promo code kind of funny 10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash kind of funny 10. Promo code kind of funny 10. Next up, let's talk about Demon Slayer. It's time to become the blade that destroys demons in Demon Slayer, Kometsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles, launching on October 15th on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox, and Steam. Tanjiro comes home to find his family brutally murdered and his sister, Nezuko, transformed into a demon. So, Tanjiro does what anyone would do, vow to become a demon slayer to restore his sister's humanity and kill the demon that massacred his family. Duh. Based on the anime of the same name and the box office hit, the Mugen Train arc, this game's adventure mode lets you relive the most memorable moments and battles. There's also a versus mode where you can choose any combination of two characters to face off. With exhilarating gameplay and a whole bunch of skills and characters from the anime, rise up to become the strongest of the demon slayers. Pre-order Demon Slayer Kometsu no Yaiba The Hinokami Chronicles to unlock two bonus characters and get early access to the game to pre-order go to the link in the description finally shout out to raycon we can't control the vibes of the world around us but with a pair of raycon wireless earbuds we can at least control the vibes in our heads uh cool greg's training for a half marathon he's been getting his run on he's been working out using his raycons he's been loving them whether you use them to get hyped to relax to work or work out raycons are about to be your new best friends for on the go audio the new everyday earbuds look feel and sound even better than ever somehow and are still half the price of other premium audio brands raycons are sure to impress you before you you even turn them on with their new and improved look feel and optimized gel tips for flawless in-ear fit the coolest thing is their new awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings instead of your jams right now kind of funny games daily listeners can get 15 percent off your first raycon order at buyraycon.com kfgd that's buyraycon.com kfgd to save 15 percent on raycons b-u-y-r-a-y-c-o-n dot com slash kfgd Janet, let's jump into story number three. Dragon Age 4 is heading to PS5, Xbox Series X slash S without cross-gen releases. This is Jeff Grubb at GamesBeat. Dragon Age 4 is coming to PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC, but it will not get ver- it will not get versions for PS4 or Xbox One. This isn't too shocking, but it does show that developers like BioWare are ready to leave the last-gen consoles behind. This news comes from the LinkedIn profile for Dragon Age's lead develop uh, lead player designer at BioWare. Uh, but I've also separately confirmed that EA is playing the game uh, for only next-gen systems. Moving on to new hardware seems like the natural order uh, for video game software development, but it's something that many companies are shying away from. Bioware, Bioware most recently released Mass Effect Legendary Edition in May, but that collection didn't even get a version native to PS5 or Xbox Series X. Instead, EA and Bioware released it only for PS4 and Xbox One, and then used the backward compatibility on PS5 and Xbox Series X. EA is also preparing to launch DICE's Battlefield 2042 as a cross-gen game. That modern military shooter debuts on November 19th, a year after the release of the Xbox Series X and PS5, but EA isn't ready to leave last-gen players behind yet. 
while EA isn't ready to leave PS4 and Xbox One Battlefield fans behind yet, it's preparing to do exactly that for Bioware games. The reason for that discrepancy is that the market is shifting quickly. As time, as time marches forward, developers and publishers see diminishing benefits from straddling generations. Supporting older hardware can introduce complications for developers who need to get their games running on old, slow CPUs and GPUs. This is something that is causing problems for Battlefield 2042 in particular. But the reality is that the audience that is most likely to spend money to buy new games is moving on quickly to PS5 and Xbox Series X. By the time Dragon Age 4 is ready, the new consoles will have a sizable audience capable of turning games, uh, or, yeah, capable of turning games with blockbuster budgets into games with blockbuster sales. Janet, does it surprise you that the next uh, Bioware games aren't going to be cross-gen? Um, only lightly, because I do think, as this kind of mentions, like that's slowly becoming what we're moving towards i mean inherently once like those consoles come out like we're essentially already on the trajectory of that being like where we live and like our reality right and like eventually there won't be any stuff for the older consoles except for like just dance for like another two generations for mm. some reason because that's like the the classic thing of you know a console's like fully gone when just dance doesn't come out on it anymore um but yeah i mean i i for one obviously as someone who has like next gen consoles like i enjoy having things that are exclusive to that generation and feeling like okay i'm getting an experience here that i can only get on this console and it sort of uh, helps validate my purchase not that i necessarily need validation i mean i think if you're someone that bought a ps5 or a series x day one or close to day one you did that because you just want to be a part of it you're just excited to join or at least i hope you did because or else if you got it thinking you needed it that that you made a mistake i guess but you know a lot of us were there because we want to be from the ground up, see how it grows, like be, just be kind of involved. Um, and this just sort of further incentivizes that. Uh, that being said, I'm not necessarily like, I don't I don't need that this early on. Um, and I do obviously um, sympathize with the people who are on those older gens and are so starting to feel kind of left behind already in that sense. Um, I don't have anything against, you know, more people having access to playing these games. It's just as someone that is already in on next gen and is always excited toward next gen like i'm very ready for us to be all in on next gen because i'm already all in on next gen but i know that's not the case mm -hmm. for everybody so i do sympathize with folks who are who feel like they're being left behind yeah i mean it's, it's i think it's interesting to see the i guess the timeline for where we're at for moving on to next gen um because we talk all about how how good the sales are for the ps5 and xbox series x given the supply constraints and more people still want these things something like dragon age the next dragon age i don't see as being around the corner necessarily i know we've been waiting for a while for the next dragon age but you know the ea is not given any signifier of hey this thing is coming out tomorrow right or this thing is coming out next year if this thing is coming out let's say 2023 um i think by that time i could easily see the case of yeah we don't need a game we don't need our one of our big titles by that time to be coming out cross-gen because even though as the generations go we've seen that cross-gen period i think um get extended more and more as it's been easier to develop for multiple platforms and release at the same time um that doesn't necessarily need to last forever and you know i think jeff grubb makes a good point in his article of hey by that time like gamers uh the early adopters for a next gen platform are the ones that are going to show up day and date to buy the new big hardcore games and multiple years into a console console's uh life cycle i think for a big company you can easily make the argument that we can have blockbuster sales on a new platform as opposed to 
feeling the need to sell on the PS4 as well, which the PS4 has had over 100 million units out there, right, compared to where the PS5 is at, which I believe last reported we're at, what, like 10 million? You know, it, it you look at those numbers and go, oh, shit, we got to release for both. But by a few years in, that becomes way, way, way more or less of an argument, like exponentially less of an argument. And so, you know, this isn't surprising, but it's interesting to see nonetheless. Janet. Let's talk about a refrigerator. Story number four, Xbox Series X mini fridge finally gets a release date. Uh, after months of waiting, Microsoft has finally unveiled new information on its highly anticipated Xbox Series X mini fridge, which will launch on December 2021, or in December 2021. As noted in the latest Xbox Wire blog post, Microsoft will be releasing the first wave of Xbox Series X-shaped uh, mini fridge uh, will re retail for $99.99. Uh, the blog post also notes that pre-orders will begin on October 19th, with multiple retailers selling the product globally in December. For US, for U.S. users, the Xbox Series X mini fridge will be sold exclusively at Target uh, to ensure uh, as many fans as possible can purchase the mini fridge. Microsoft promised to expand regional availability in 2022. Jan, how hyped, how hyped are you for this mini fridge? You gonna get one? Yeah, I'm gonna get one. Even oh, though yeah. I'm like, ah, I didn't it. budget for this, but like we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna move the food in the fridge to get this fridge. It's um, a really bad budgetary joke, but uh, yeah, I'm getting this. I I feel like there. I don't want to live in the world where I wasn't gonna get this. Like this mm. is a need. Um, I don't know where I'm gonna put it. Is the thing? Wait, hold on. Are you really gonna get it? Yeah, I'd like to get it. I mean, I think the oh, only thing I that you were gives me pause. Oh no, no, there's, I'm an idiot. I no absolutely way. will get. Yes, there's no way 100%. this works well, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? you're going to get a lukewarm drink out of there. And, like, looking at it's it... It's colder than the drinks I have now at my desk. Like, I, the only thing that would give me light pause for it is maybe the size slash, you know, I share... I, I live with my boyfriend, so we have, like, the same room and the same office space. Like, my room is my office. It's just a really big room. Um, or a really small office. <laughs> um, but either way, we live here together. So I probably would ask if he was, like, cool with this monstrosity because it's a shared space. But other than that, like, I mean, he was cool with me getting that that freaking one up arcade Miss Pac-Man machine. And I put that in the living room. So I feel like this God. will probably be OK. Well, that seems practical. Um, and he yeah, he here's the thing. Yeah, I, I want this fridge and I've had a mini fridge in my room before, like in my life, like in my non college life. And it's just nice. You know, I know it's like the kitchen's right there, but like it's kind of like, nice to have. You mean like I a don't know. real I'm gonna mini get fridge, it. right? Like where you could put like m like a whole 24 pack. Or it wasn't quite that big. Pack, it was a little. Pack. It was a little can, bit can, smaller. What is, what is your beef with this mini fridge? You don't think it's gonna work well? I, if it's I've too just, big, I've used it. these tiny fridges before. Like we had one at a place I worked, and it's just like I kept it because I was like, oh, it's so cool. But it like, it it just doesn't. It doesn't mm. get to the right temperature. It only holds one can. I know they're showing two cans in there, but like those are two cans of like the thin uh red bull ones so it's like it's one can because you can't you're not gonna be able to fit two tall boys in there or you know even one tall boy it's very sad I have, i'm at least I, gonna I look like at the these. specs of it and see if i can i would like to get this i i, I, I went in when i heard this it. i'm like i want this thing i have so much dumb stuff like the fact that this surprises y'all is surprising to me because i am surrounded by stupid shit are you, like, are, like what is this are you a Does big xbox like person though like i i if this is like a, Why are you this is a, a I was gonna say if this is an Animal Crossing fridge, then you're like, okay, this makes sense. But like, you're on a PlayStation podcast. You, you obviously wanna, are you decked out Nintendo. You you're gonna get the fridge. Xbox fridge. Have you played? How many Xbox sandwiches have you ate? How many Halos you have you played? Have you finished the Halo? 
actually did finish a Halo, motherfucker. Oh, the first one. one. Yeah, that's right. Damn, you fucking thought. You fucking yeah, thought. Yeah, I, and I put the grand birthday party on there for the headshots. Little confetti dropped out. Yeah, man. There I, we go. Listen, I, I, the only reason I kind of want this mini fridge would be to have it at the office, right, 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 by, right by my desk. I wouldn't get it for my home because I don't have space for a mini fridge, and I don't even, I don't have the need for a mini, mini fridge here. But when we're in the kind of funny studio. Oh my god, I'm gonna be rocking. I will I will love to rock a mini fridge. I already know that Snowmike Mike is probably considering taking his because I think he already has one, uh, if I remember correctly. He has so, like, like a really like a fan made one, right? That's really like really shitty. Yeah. And I and I wouldn't doubt I wouldn't put it past him to, to like keep that at the office. And like I can't let Mike be the one person with a fridge by his desk. The one thing oh, that I'm I will say is just drinking is about, about a mini fridge. Because I've had one before. Not like a really big one, but like a little square one, is like if something goes wrong with the fridge at all, and it like has that like bit of leak, if the ice thing gets too full, mm. you're kind well, of creating a layer of drama that you yeah, really you want in the room. That's why I'm taking it to the office because I have Kevin, and Kevin will fix that shit for me. Yeah, I was gonna say, you, like, don't get the ones with the ice tray on top. Get the ones that are like made for all, because then it won't ha- you won't have to deal with the defrosting. You know yeah, what I mean? But it's you know, I'm gonna at least look at the specs on this, and if my boyfriend doesn't have a beef with it, I would. I, I would again. Get I hope I you I'm get it. it. I hope that I like. I'm misunderstanding what it is, and I hope it, it fulfills all your needs. I'm like everything's so cold. It's great. Yeah, Mike exactly. Snow White Mike is in chat, and he's telling us that uh, his fridge was made by The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson made his fridge. I know. My and hand. It's sad. Sculpted like now we know the that, that The crazy. Rock can't make a good fridge. It's depressing. Can't make a good rap song either. You know what I mean, guys? Right, Drink chill with out, the fridges. Chill chill out. Chill out. You guys hear that you. shit? You guys that hear that great. shit? That Listen, Dwayne, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I love you so much. Uh, never rap again, because dear lord, oh my god. Dude, yeah, leave, leave, leave No, the I didn't, rap but I don't know why Vin The Rock's Diesel. just catching strays here. Like, he didn't do anything. He's out <laughs> here making fridges, and you're out here attacking the man. Leave I don't know what's going on. Leave the music making to Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel has the stuff that you don't have, The Rock. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I have to be the one to, uh, to tell you that. But man, he so sounded like he, what he's he wanted to be Tech Nine so bad. He wanted to be Tech Nine so bad. Last news story, story number five: Operation Tango gets a challenge mode in a new free update. This is Ben Borthwick at Video Gamer. Developer Clever Plays has announced a free update for asymmetrical co-op adventure Operation Tango, adding a new challenge mode. The new DLC includes a whole new map to explore. Uh, com- complete with 10 all new challenge challenges to complete uh, players can take on the new content at their own pace or take them on in the new time trial modes those agents that can communicate with each other and complete them in the fastest time for uh, medals or bracking rights on the leaderboard i love this i wasn't expecting operation tangle to get dlc and I, that was something that i wanted i wanted the operation operation tangle to get more content so for the fact that it is and it's coming out of nowhere and it's free sign me up i'm down Yep, same. Go play Operation Tango if you have not already. It was a PlayStation Plus game, so you may have already downloaded it if you're someone that just downloads the stuff in case you want it. Uh, It's awesome. Mm -hmm. It does the friend pass thing where only one of you needs the copy of the game. And I had so much fun playing this. And I feel like this is sort of I tweeted about this and I was like, I think this is one of the most underrated games of this year, not because it didn't like review well, because I think it got decent scores, but I just feel like no one really talked about it. Uh, And yes, Chad, it is it is co-op only. But it's awesome, and my hot take is I had more fun playing this co-op than I did uh, It Takes Two, personally. Like, I had more fun. Is it a better game? Eh, maybe not, probably not, no. but I had more fun. 
but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get that. Operation Tangle is really is really fun. I, like you know, I, had a, I had a blast playing it. I do look forward to playing the the free con- content update. Uh, and so yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, and somebody somebody in chat mentioned that like blessing is guaranteeing that the Rock never shows one kind of funny content. I'll make it clear that I love the Rock. The Rock, fantastic actor, fantastic wrestler, fantastic man. Oh, does he? Man Look, looks you, so you attractive. You said stay away from music, and you're acting like you haven't watched Moana. You know there's mean? so there's so many great. I'm not. You did not a fine Moana. job. Really? You haven't watched Moana? I'm not oh, watching Moana. No. Man, no. you're a fake oh, rock fan. We'll does he rap? Does he rap? Does he rap in it? If he raps in it, I'm not watching the Moana. <laughs> Let me look, tell you right now. Look, kind like, of people, does. Try, people try rapping all the time, right? Like it's just let's, let's just. I'm many, glad that, that to be fair, there. not many people are great at rapping. That is well, true. the chat's lining you up right now. Bad take, bless, fix your life. <laughs> oh, that wouldn't be the first time. I, I'm very used to chat lighting, lighting me up. Light me up, chat. I can take it. All right. I, I, I've seen all the bad takes you guys have put out there before. I've, 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 I've read chat during our Middle Year That's true. Streams. Oh, yes. Bet, yes. And, that is true. Chat, There's some bad takes in there. there. There are some bad takes in chat all the time. And I love chat. Me and chat, me and chat though, like, listen, you can light me up. You can light me up all you want, but I've seen the things that you said in chat, and you guys got some terrible <laughs> opinions sometimes. Like, the like what? The rock can rap? Is that what you're telling me, chat? Nobody, no, uh, to be clear, nobody in chat is saying that the rap can rock, by the way. Or yeah, the rock no, can no rap. one, you're right. No one is saying that. Tell that five times fast. Well, you know, that's like say, my, my hot take. Bad people say, nobody people is telling me say, the opposite of what I'm saying, though. Yes, I have that same thing where I say, you know, people will say that I'm mean or that I'm negative, or whatever, but a lot of y'all don't say I'm wrong. What's with that? Exactly. What's going on? What's exactly. what's going on with that? Not Except one for the person time you said, do. Well, we're gonna ignore that. Not one person <laughs> says the rock and rap. Not one person said it. Yeah, you're telling true. me that bad takes. And so you guys are you guys are scared. Someone said terrified. the rock is my favorite rapper. That's still not you saying the rock and rap. That just tell me you don't listen to rap. I'm, yeah, exactly. Oh you only God. listen to one rap, and it was the rocks. What's up? Oh, Bear Courtney's here for the post show, so, oh, which Lord. means I should probably hurry up. Okay. Uh, his, rap, his rap in Moana is like it's it's fine. It's cute. It's Someone I do want to watch Moana. Someone, Someone in the chat in in the chat says it's like it's it's PG Will Smith rap, which is like yeah. Will Smith rap is already PG. <laughs> yeah. He takes a little Moana's further. Good. Takes oh, a little how do you get more PG than that? Uh, Janet, I'm very By being excited. Disney. I'm very excited to, I guess, one day watch Moana, but that day is just so far away. If I want to come out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? The that? official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every week there. Yeah. Yeah. Out today, you got Ancient Stories God of Egypt for Xbox One. Today really is Friday. Uh, Glee Lancer for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, and Switch. NHL 22 uh, for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One. Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, The Hinokami Chronicles for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One. The Good Life for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Crisis Remastered Trilogy for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Dungeon Encounters for PS4, Switch, and PC. Puzzle 9 for Switch, uh, Wild and Horror Pinball for Switch, and then Infraspace for PC. New days for you, Mococo X is coming to Steam April 2022. Mococo is just fun to say. <laughs> Skull the Hero Slayer has a bone to pick with consoles on October 21st. This is one of the ones where I just copied and pasted from the my email headlines. And so like I'm not, this isn't me getting cute. These are the, the PR people getting real cute. Uh Happen Lance vaults its way onto Steam on October 22nd. And then Survival Quiz City gives everyone key to the city and open beta on October 16th. You gotta love it. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. That's where you write in and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe.
uh nana writes in and says i was the one who said the rocks you're welcome rap was will smith's level rap i meant it was i meant it like it was g at max pg but it was good uh in the mid Nana, what are you saying right now what are you it saying you're, you're getting too cute you're getting too cute and, and, and you're wrong <laughs> get factual tell me the facts. you want to reverse your wrong a lot of people are writing about the rock also like his singing, like they wrote for his vocal range it's not like it was a showcase for like how great of a singer he was you know yeah i mean he's not like well known for disney knew what they were working but we're still not we're not shitting on him all day you know what i mean like i don't know i bless his great man stance great man man. no i then i think the rock is a great hey have did i ever say the rock isn't a great man I love the sure rock. I yeah, before I'm we started the show, sure you were like, I hate insinuated. the rock. I hate the rock. The rock. If you're watching I hope this, someday I fight him. That's what you say. Yeah, before the show no, started. I, the rock. If you're watching this in middle school, in seventh grade, I used to rock bottom my friends all the time, all the time on like on a mattress. We used mm-hmm. to do the people's elbow for fun. Oh, we he love lo- you, the rock. Uh, I also did Dwayne, that. We love. <laughs> he used to say he did it better. Like I've heard him say he did it better. I would never say such a thing. Now listen. <laughs> Listen, the one thing I would do better than The Rock, though, you know how when The Rock would fight Stone Cold and the Stone Cold would give him the Stone Cold stunner and The Rock would do like he would oversell it where he would do like fucking a backflip after getting Stone Cold stunned. I think I could sell that better. I, I think, think I, I can sell oh, that better. Man. Than the rock. You are a silly I'm boy. I'm limber, Kevin. I got I got the motion. I can I can I can I can sell that like crazy. Uh, that's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. <laughs> There's though. no way you can do a better <laughs> backflip fall. Oh, one thousand. We can Have you test seen this. Blessing out. dance. Blessing knows his move. Like he, he can, he can probably. Yeah, but he's always, like he's always vertical. He's two feet. Or at least one of the feet is always on the floor. When we're in the new studio, Kevin, you're giving me a stone cold stunner, and I'm selling the shit out of it. Sounds we good. We need to buy All a right. mat. We can buy a mat for the studio. We've been talking. We've been talking about um, a ring. Oh, that's gonna be awesome! I yeah. cannot wait. Yeah. Now, like, why were you talking about a ring before this, though? Oh, we just, what, it's one of those things that, context? like, it, it's very practical. It always, like, there's always a need. Okay. I don't know if there's always a need. There, hold on. I do I do like the idea of Barrett, where we get into arguments. You're potion, all right? Yeah. We, set, we, sorted we, had to out. we sorted out. We sorted out. We had to put on the boxing gloves. I do like this. Today is Friday. Oh, also, really I'll quick, for someone, for, yeah, for you were wrong, uh, someone did write in and said that uh, it is confirmed that the DLC, Play Forward wrote in, I think. And said the DLC for Animal Crossing is the final one and linked to an IGN article breaking it down. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe I just missed that detail. Maybe it was mentioned later. Um, and then someone mentioned Tortimer helps you access your storage. That's his role in Harv's Island. That's it. Shout out to Tor- Tortimer. Uh, today's Friday, which means that is the end of the week for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Next week's hosts go like this. On Monday, it's me and question marks. Tuesday is Tim and Gary Witta. Wednesday it's question marks. Thursday, it's Tim and Tam for Tim Tam Thursdays. And on Friday, it's me and Janet once again. That's right. We're back at it like a bad habit. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now after this, is Andy and Nick playing some of that It Takes Two and raising money for Latinx in gaming. Uh, if you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to YouTube.com slash plays. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on Twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily